and that's not always a bad thing. Uh, I, I really believe that uh, when our flesh becomes weary, that we are more vulnerable to the Lord working in our hearts and lives, and it's not as easy to fight. And uh, I pray God will help us this evening. I will certainly be mindful of the time and be mindful of your attention span. But I, I want to give you something that I think is uh, really plaguing us in these last days. First Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading here in verse number 1. The Bible says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Now, I just want to throw this out there. We often point out in these verses, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but I think this is a limited, narrow mindset. We often point out uh, that the, the Roman Catholics will forbid to marry, and they will command to abstain from meats, and we say, okay, well, this must be talking about them. I, I don't think that that's uh, a false representation, that they are certainly included, but I think this thing is much bigger than just, I, I think those are examples of what folks will do in the last days, but I think the problem is much bigger. Uh, if you were to do a Bible study on spirits, and I, I'm not trying to get anything, anything charismatic or kooky or anything of the sort, but if you were to do a little Bible study on spirits throughout the, uh, the scriptures, I, I think you would have to confess that something happened during the Lord's earthly ministry to increase the amount of satanic, devilish uh, activity, okay? There is no doubt that something increased when the, when the Son of God was coming, the devil turned up the temperature, okay? There, there's no doubt that that's the case. Uh, it's not that we never read about evil spirits and such in the Old Testament, but it, come on, we got to admit, it's so much smaller in the Old Testament, and then when we get to the Gospels, it exploded, okay? And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think when Jesus is here, the devil wants to be here, okay? And there's something to that. I don't fully know everything about it, and I don't, I don't want you to think that I'm an expert. I hope I'm not an expert on evil spirits, Okay? Uh, I don't want to be an expert on evil spirits, but I, I, I do want to study the scriptures. Uh, one of the, if you look at the past, okay, there are spirits in the Bible that are called evil spirits. Uh, believe it or not, they can be sent from the Lord. That's pretty wild. I mean, you just don't, I mean, what do you do with that, right? But they're obviously connected to the devil. And the word evil in your Bible, I think this is important for you to understand because the Bible says, I, the Lord, create evil. And so you've got to understand, evil is not equal to sin. Those two words are not equal. Evil is something that causes harm. Uh, the, the Bible talks about evil beasts, and those evil beasts are beasts that can hurt you. And uh, so, so the Bible talks about evil spirits. They came upon men. They sometimes showed up in men, and uh, they would trouble the person. Okay, If an evil spirit came upon somebody, it would trouble that person upon whom it came. And it would often trouble people around that person. 
And uh, that's certainly something we don't want to mess around with. Uh, Another type of spirit in the Bible is an unclean spirit. And uh, you could read about that in different places. But these unclean spirits, uh, they uh, they would speak the truth. That's weird, right? You wouldn't think that would be the case. But an unclean spirit will tell the truth. But maybe a truth that the Lord wasn't ready to get out. But here's what they would do. They would cause bodily harm to those they inhabited. Like they, they might tear you. Okay. That doesn't sound pleasant. Uh, you might get plagues. You might get some sort of abusive strength. I mean just incredible strength. They can't tame you. They can't tie you up. Uh, you might cut yourself. Okay. I, 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 man, it's, to me, it's, it's strange enough. Now, you've got to understand, I didn't get saved till I was 18. But it is strange enough that people want to get tattoos. To me, that's just weird. Okay? I don't even like to get, if I'm sick and I go to a doctor and he says, you need a shot. I hate the man. Okay? I don't like anybody that says, I need to stick a needle anywhere near your body. It has kept me out of a lot of trouble uh, of late. But I don't like it when a doctor says, I, you know, if I give you a, a shot... Uh, you're going to feel better. And I think, okay, what's the other side? Well, you might die. Okay, that's sounding really good right now compared to a shot. I don't like needles. I cannot imagine going to somebody and enjoyingly paying. Say, could you please put a picture of you know, a fish on my arm? You've got to be a knucklehead to, to want to do something like that. But now it's gotten worse now people are, I don't even know how they're doing, but they're branding their arms. And they're, these, uh, these athletes are, you know, they're, they're showing like they've got these burn marks on their arm. That is, that's awkward. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. That's just strange. And, and that's some of the kind of stuff the people in the Bible, when they had unclean spirits, they cut themselves and do stuff like that. Uh, unclean spirits uh, took a, a, a herd of, of, of swine and they ran violently down into a sea. Okay, that, that's weird. Uh, unclean spirits vexed men. They uh, threw a man down and tore him. They would just cry aloud, okay, just, just randomly just cry aloud. Then the Bible talks about foul spirits. I'm heading some over this. Okay, we're not just, just doing uh, uh, this study on this just for the fun of it. But uh, foul spirits would come in men, and uh, they would cause, I don't know if you're allowed to say this word anymore, so forgive me. I don't keep up with all this stuff, but handicaps. Is that okay? Is that, an, is that a fair word? These, I don't know whether it's, people say, well, you're not supposed to say that anymore. Um, I, I once said something about a short bus. And man, I got in so much trouble from church people. I had a young lady come to me and said, you're not supposed to say short bus. I said, that's what we always called it. I don't know. Okay, give me a, it's a, not the long bus. I mean, what do you want me to say? Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not good with this stuff because it's, it's always changing. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? I hope I'm not offending you. I'm not meaning to be offensive, but I don't know if I can say handicap or not, but Foul spirits, when they came upon people or came in men, that they might have, a man might have an inability to hear. Okay? He was, he was deaf. He might have an inability to speak. Okay? See, here we go again. Deaf and dumb. Okay? It's, you said it. You helped. Okay? So it's your fault. Um, uh, but it seems like, I mean, really, it kind of seems like the, the, the odd thing is it would talk about a dumb spirit. It's almost like there was something with that spirit that had that. And when it entered the man, 
he now has that problem. I, I can't fully explain that. But those are spirits that the Bible talks about. Uh, really in the Gospels is when you kind of see the height of all that. But there are evil spirits, unclean spirits, foul spirits. You say, are they all the same? I don't know. I tend to believe if the Lord used different words, they're probably different. But I, I mean, that, that's just my, my guess. But then we come to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, you'll, you'll notice in the book of Acts, of course, the book of Acts is a transitional book. And some things start to change a little bit and shift as you go through the book of Acts. And I believe, I believe, I'm not saying you can't go to a far jungle somewhere and you see some of those things. I'm not even saying that in our country, as we get closer to the last times, that you might not see some of that crazy stuff start to show up again. But 1 Timothy chapter 4 tells us that the work of the devil in our age is a little bit different. It's a little bit different, okay? The devil's main desire today is not to cause people to foam at the mouth. It's not his main desire. His main desire today is not to get people to cut themselves, although we see that happening. The Bible tells us in verse number 1 of 1 Timothy chapter 4, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what kind of spirits now? Seducing spirits. See, the battle that we're facing today, and I'm not saying those other things don't exist, but I'm telling you that the, the mode of operation for Satan is he has sent forth spirits to seduce people. You say, well, that's kind of strange. Well, if you think about it, to seduce means to persuade someone to desert, to, to leave off an allegiance. Do you see what I just said in the verse? Some shall depart from the faith. Why do they depart from the faith? Why do they walk away from something? It would seem, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing this out there, it would seem like some of, at least some of these people believed something, they, they trusted something, but then something happened to cause them to set aside their confidence in a Bible or set aside their confidence in a God or set aside their confidence in the truth and walk away from that because something seduced them. The Bible says this in, in, in verse 1. It says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of what? What does it say? Devils. So there are devils that have doctrines that they want you to believe. Now, if you think about that, okay, let's just, let's just think for just a moment, okay? And I, and I, I really am. I'm, I'm going to watch the time. I'm not going to be too much longer. I, I know we all say that, okay? But, but I'm going to do my best not to be much longer with you. But I, I, I do want you to think about this. Where does all that take place? If, if a man were to say things to your wife that he shouldn't be saying to your wife and he says things that seduce her that takes place in the mind or in the heart you understand that uh, doctrines where, where do you believe doctrines in the mind or in the heart see the devil's desire is not to get me or my family cutting ourselves the devil's desire is not to get me all of a sudden oddly foaming at the mouth, okay? That would be strange, 
But that's not what the Bible tells us is going to happen in the latter days or latter times of the church age in which we live. What's going to happen is the devil's going to start messing with people's minds. And I'm going to tell you, we have some crazy, crazy stuff going on with people's minds. And we could take this so many different ways, could we not? There'll be somebody that's perfectly normal. I mean, everything's perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden, the person just turns. And you think, what, what happened? What happened to that brother? Well, he got seduced. He got seduced. I, 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 I'm not coming after you, okay? I'm not coming, because I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something that I see more and more is there are people that they are convinced that they are sick. And they go to this doctor, and they go to this doctor, and they go to this doctor, and they go to this doctor. And I'm not saying doctors get everything. They're not batting a thousand. None of us are batting a thousand. But you, go, you can spend all your wealth on doctors, and they say, I don't see anything wrong with you. And people say, well, I want, to, I, want the, I want to be believed. You know, I want somebody to believe. I, I really do feel this. I'm not doubting that people really feel things. What I'm telling you is that the devil is messing with people's minds. We're, we're battling a problem. And, and it's a problem that fleshly Christianity can't solve. It's a problem that we're not going to help people with unless we beg God in prayer. And sometimes we're going to have to add fasting on top of that. This is a problem. Now these people, at least to some degree, they believed something. They, they were uh, uh, at least acknowledged the faith. They at least said, I believe the faith or something along those lines. But now seducing spirits, what, whatever it happened, I don't know how it all happens. It, I guess it could be a, something on the TV. I guess it could be something on the computer. I guess it could be something on a cell phone. I don't know. All I know is stuff starts getting in people's minds and hearts. And before you know it, Somebody that believed the truth. I don't understand it. I don't understand how people could say, I believed the Bible. I believed it to be true. I believed on Jesus Christ. And then one day say, I'm an atheist. How could you do that? I can understand how somebody just taught in a school their whole life to you know, to believe in Darwinism and all that. So I believe, I can see how that person could say, I'm an atheist. But how could you sit under a Bible and how could you read a Bible and how could you see what Jesus had done for you and then one day say, I don't believe in God? You know what happened? You, get, you got seduced. You got seduced. How could people go from, I mean, we, I've, I've just seen all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, people just say, you know, I'm a King James Bible believer. I believe the word of God. I love the Lord. And then one day I, I support LGBTQ plus, what, you know, plus, 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 whatever. How could you go from this to that? You say, well, these people are just wicked. Okay, I, I get what we're thinking there, but I don't know that it's that simple. I don't know that it's that simple. I don't know that most of these people that we're seeing depart from the faith, wake up one day and say, you know what I want to do? I want to depart from the faith. I don't think it happens like that. I think people start giving heed to something. 
just listening. Maybe it's just simply, come on, maybe it's simply in our country turning on Fox News. Because that's supposed to be the safe haven for everything, supposedly. But guys, whatever way the wind blows is the way they're going to go. Whatever way they think is going to get money, that's the path they're going to take. And so we were against it because in our country, Republicans were against it. But now Republicans are for it because they need more votes. And so now we're for it. You're, you're being seduced. You're, be, you're giving heed to something that you don't need to be given heed to. At some point in your life, you're going to have to learn that nothing can be trusted outside of this. And if something else is in my ear and speaking to me and trying to help me to be progressive, i got to turn it off because it's trying to mess with my thinking. You'd be amazed how many people have been impacted by this now now look what what happens okay look at verse number uh one it says now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies in hypocrisy having their conscience seared with a hot iron now you understand if you take something and you sear it with a hot iron you know what you're doing you're you're removing its ability to feel something man i'm telling you some of the meanest Evilest people I have dealt with in my lifetime are saved people. Now, here's what we like to do, okay? Here's what we, we love this. We love this. Somebody goes astray and we say, oh, they probably weren't even saved. You know why we do that? Somebody disagreed with me. That person's not saved. You know why we do that? We do that to make ourselves feel better. Because you disagree with me, you can't be saved. Well, that may not be true. You might be saved. But maybe you've been listening to something that you shouldn't have been listening to. Maybe you've been giving heed to something you shouldn't have been giving heed to. And all of a sudden, we were best of friends. We were walking down this path together. We had said, hey, we're going to finish this race together. Side by side, friend with friend, we're going to do this together. And now all of a sudden, you hate my guts. How did that happen? And man, I've had them tell me, I mean, this is the strangest thing. I've had people that I've, I've led their children to the Lord. I've baptized their children. I've, I've tried to help their marriage when their marriage was falling apart. And I've had them say, we are leaving the church by, by text message. We are leaving the church and I don't, want, I don't want you to ever contact me. What is this? I had one, this is just truth, okay? I'm just telling you the facts, how things go down. I had one man, I'm preaching through the book of Psalms. Now, you can imagine that takes a few minutes, right? Okay, so I've been at it for a little bit. But you know what he told me? He said, it has never been good. I'm thinking, now, brother, okay, let's be honest. You're telling me you've never heard a good message from me out of the book of Psalms. We're on 105, Okay, so you're telling me I'm O for 104 or 103, whatever. It's crazy. You say, how's that stuff happen? People get seduced. Now, I'm not trying to stand up here and say, man, I, ever, I always do everything right. And every sermon I ever preach, it, you know, it's perfect. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you can go from one extreme to the other, something went crazy. 
I don't understand that. I don't understand how people leave Bible-believing churches. I've had people come to our church. They say, that, I mean, the one lady, she said, the, when I heard, she said, the church we left, the music was bad. And she said, we came to your church, and she said, the choir got up and sang, and she said, tears are streaming down my face. I have finally found a church that focuses on godly music. They left our church to go to a church with more, you know, unscriptural music. God led me here. God's leading me to leave. Well, God is really confused. I mean, he is trying to figure, you understand what I'm saying? Are you saying, well, are you trying to say that you can never change? No, I'm not saying that. I think sometimes God puts somebody somewhere for a space of time, and then God moves somebody on. I'm not saying that. But come on, folks. We're giving God credit for stuff that maybe God's not in the midst of. I wonder, and I try to keep, I try to keep people from joining quick. I don't like for people to join our church quick. I like for them to take time. We've done things to purposely make it go slower. Because I had one guy walk in on a Wednesday night, and he said, uh, after the service, he said, you got yourself new members. I'm, this is the first time he's ever been there. And uh, we've got an elevator at our church. He's getting on the elevator, you know, to go down with us. He's got a baby. And I said, how about you just try to show up on Sunday? You want to take a guess? He didn't come back on Sunday. I'm like, man, I sure wish he would have joined. That would have been a blessing. So what's going on with people? How do, you, how do you sit through a Wednesday night service and say, I'm your newest member, and then go down the elevator and never come back? Maybe we've got an elevator problem. It just hit me. I'm wondering if the Lord just gave me light. Our elevator's taking people somewhere else. I've got to remind me to check that out. No, I think you know what happens? People are getting seduced. People are getting seduced. How can people that are happily married, rejoicing in what God's done, one day just decide we're done? That doesn't make sense to me. I've, I've seen young people with their parents talk about how great their parents are. And, you know, just, oh, my parents are a blessing. They're just so good to me. And then, boom, they're rebelling. What is that? So what happens is when these seducing spirits start messing with you and they start giving you doctrines, things to believe, it starts messing with you and your conscience can get seared to a point where you don't even have feeling. You can look at somebody you used to love and you can speak with hatred and disrespect. And you don't care if you hurt that person or that person's family. It doesn't matter to you right now because your conscience is seared. I don't want to get there, do you? I don't, want to get that, I don't want to get to that place where I'm fine hurting people that I should be loving. But notice what it said, forbidding to marry. Well, that's crazy. You're not going to find a Bible verse suggesting that that ought to be your doctrine. You're not going to, you can't go to Scripture. This was my favorite one, really. Commanding to abstain from meats. Come on, you're not... How can somebody say, well, you know, the Bible says over here, you know, you can't say, I mean, right there it says, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. These people never would have said this. I'm amazed, and if you're this way, I, I just want to go ahead and apologize because I'm going to hurt your feelings right here. 
But, but Christian people getting caught up in all sorts of crazy diets. Diets are becoming a God. Like, I'm on the Holy Ghost diet. Okay, what's that? Um, the Holy Ghost diet, it's kind of vegan. Okay, I'm not for it. Okay. You say, vegetarian. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I want no part of that. I want the meat diet. It's what I want. Okay. Give me the steak diet. Okay. Give me the I'm going home with Jesus diet. That's the one I'm, whatever one's raising my blood pressure, that's my diet. Okay. But I mean, people come up with stuff and they say, uh, and, 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 and the women start passing it around to all the other women in the church. And before you know it, all the women are, you know, they're avoiding certain foods because, you know, it's not on the Holy Ghost diet or the revival diet or the, you know, it becomes a doctrine. And people can't, you know, we're having this church picnic. Oh, well, you know, I can't come. I can't fellowship with you because, you know, I'm on this Holy Ghost diet and it doesn't allow for the food that you're cooking it. Then we're cooking double. And then you get into oils. Right? You're worried right now. You're all scared. I'm not going there. But the fact that you're scared. My wife is, is rude. I gave her this oil. I understand if you like the smell of something. You understand what I'm saying? That smells good. But when you're giving oils to fix spiritual problems, we're getting into weird land. So all I'm trying to tell you is we're all, you're nervous, right? Everybody's, all the, I, I saw that. I'm just, can I just tell you what just happened? All the men in the church just went, And fear. I mean, some of the guys, the color of their skin just changed right before my eyes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, the wives need to give that guy some oil. He is, he's, a, he's panicky. What is going on with that? It almost makes me just want to stop and go back. Like, hit rewind. You all know what rewind is? We used to, it used to be a thing. You hit rewind. Because I don't like messing with people's stuff. But I'm telling you, we're in weird we're thinking weird stuff. And, um, and it's splitting churches. This stuff's splitting churches. And preachers are not allowed to touch these subjects. See, I'm a visitor. Okay? You're running me out anyway. So I can do it. And I may never get invited back. I always try to preach as though this is the last time I'm going to get to preach. I really do. I'm serious. Because if this is the last time I'm ever going to get to preach, and then the next thing I know, I'm going to be standing before the Lord. I want to do the best that I can for the Lord. So this could be the last time I ever get to preach to this congregation. It's been a blessing knowing you. I've enjoyed our time together. Okay, but I am telling you that the devil's work today is taking people who once loved God and who once loved the Bible and who once loved fellowship with other believers and could get along with just about anybody. And now all of a sudden, 
you got a weird spirit about you. And it's causing friction and people don't want to be around you because every time they get around you, you you're bitter and you're, you're just, just, you're strange. Something happened to you. And you're not the same person you once were. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you happy anymore? Why are you miserable now? Why are you fighting with people that you should be loving? What turned you? What took you from a happy, joyful Christian to somebody that's always It's, and why do you show up every week talking about your health? And why do you feel the need to share your oils with every other woman in the church? When I was a child, it was baseball cards. No, seriously, that's what we traded. But now we've got something satanic that has entered into our churches and it's changing everything about our people. It's changing everything. And people who once cared about living holy don't care anymore. People who used to stand against sin, they're now accepting it and, and sometimes promoting it. What happened? I'm not giving you the answer. I mean, I think it's right here. But our, something's wrong with the conscience now. That knowledge within you, uh, an iron got stuck on that and left there, and now you can't feel anymore. That's weird. That's so weird. And now we're teaching in churches how to do country and western line dancing and, and yoga and karate. And, and I'm telling you something. Our forefathers... Everybody talks about how much we love the Apostle Paul. Oh, man, the Apostle Paul's my favorite. Until he walked in your church. And he would be angry by what he's seeing in most churches. Even the independent. Jesus. Oh, we love Jesus. You know, we just love the Lord. Until he walked into your church. And he would be throwing over some stuff in our churches today. What happened? Somewhere along the way we got seduced. You know what you're going to have to do? Uh, go, turn to Philippians chapter 4. I'll be done after this. Philippians chapter 4. I, I think this is, we're going to have to get our minds right. I talked about that a little bit the first message, and so I don't want to just, I, I don't just want to be repetitious, okay? But man, we've got to get our minds right. Uh, we've got, we got to ask God to help us with our minds. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, and man, this is such a great passage and there's so many other verses I'd love to go to. I'd, man, we could we can be wearied and faint in our minds. Uh, our minds can be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, the devil likes to blind the minds of those that believe not. Uh, we're supposed to take our, cap, uh, our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. But look here, Philippians chapter 4. And uh, really look at verse number, let, let's, let's pick up here verse number 6, okay? It says, uh, be careful for nothing. That means don't be full of cares for stuff. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. People have stopped praying. And they've started Googling. Yes, sir. 
You turn somebody loose on Google. And that person is going to come away believing some crazy stuff. Amen. You need to shut down Google, okay? It used to be Ask Jeeves. I at least liked that better. Ask Jeeves. That sounded... But now people are Googling. We don't even search anymore. We just Google. It's, it's branded. And now I need to know about this. Google it. I need to know about that. Google it. I need to know about that. Google it. Okay. I need to know about this. Pray. I got this thing going on in my heart. Google it. No, don't Google it. Go to your Bible and find out what God said. Get on your knees. Get on your face and find out what God said. Quit Googling everything because it's messing with your mind. And he said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, that's what everybody's looking for but they can't find which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, here you go. What should I think on? Whatsoever things are true. Is it true? Can it be proven to be true? If not, stop thinking about it. Whatsoever things are honest. Is it honest? Well, I don't know. Then stop it. Stop thinking about it. Stop dwelling there. Well, you know, I I just feel like I've got, stop it. The Bible says we're not to take the evil from tomorrow and bring it into today. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. There there are so many people robbing, you're robbing yourself of the joy that you could have with your family and your church family and your friends today because you're worried about what may happen tomorrow. You don't know if it's going to happen. Quit living there and bringing it into today. You don't know. Rejoice in today. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Boy, that knocks out so much stuff. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Do you notice in verse number 7, it said the peace of God. You want the peace of God? But look what it says. It flips it in verse number 9. It's not the peace of God. Now it's the what? The God of peace. You know what we're missing today? We're missing the peace of God and the God of peace. Why? Because we're being seduced. There was a a, a lady that uh, we knew and man, she was a, Seemed like a good lady, a real good lady. And, and somebody, some man, started, started emailing her, started saying stuff. I, I don't want to go into too much of it. But, but he got in her mind, and he got her convinced that her husband was a bad guy and that he was a good guy. Now, this guy was married. Okay, there's more I could tell. I don't want to go. This man was married. This woman's married. But she's... She's getting emails, and he's talking about how bad his wife is and how he, you know, he would be good for her. Her husband's bad. His wife's bad. They'd be so much better. To get, the grass is greener on the other side. And you know what he did? He convinced her that her husband was guilty of all sorts of stuff that he wasn't guilty of. And she started telling the accusations. My husband's this. My husband. I said, there is no way your husband's that. Come on. 
and she wouldn't listen. And she left him. She left him. And you know what she eventually found out? She got deceived. She got deceived. You know what I'm, I, you know what I think is going to happen? A lot of saved people are going to get down the road a little bit and find out, oh man, somewhere along the way, I got deceived. I got seduced. And I started believing things that I never would have believed when my mind and my heart were stayed on the Lord. Guys, this makes me fearful. I'm afraid of this for me, and I'm afraid of this for them, and I'm afraid of it for my children that are back home and their spouses. I'm afraid of it for my new grandbaby. I'm afraid of it for my church. This is the most real thing in the world today is that seducing spirits are messing with people's minds. God help us to follow Philippians chapter 4 so that we're not victim to this. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I feel very inadequate to deliver these thoughts to these folks tonight. I, I understand my flesh is tired. Their flesh is tired. We're weary. But Lord, I pray that you would make up for any of my faults and any of my failures and any of my insufficiencies and inadequacies uh, tonight. But this is so important. And God, if there's anybody here tonight that has been seduced, deceived, led astray. If there's anybody here tonight that is starting the journey away from the truth, whatever that person is heading toward, it is not good. And God, I am certain, I am certain that I said something tonight that was shocking, maybe offensive. Lord, there have been many times I've been offended by a preacher and then when, I, when my heart settled down a little bit, I went back and gave it some thought. And I, there are times where I said, Lord, that man was right and I was wrong. Lord, I am certain that I cannot speak to these people. And if the devil has indeed begun to work on some of these folks, I, there's no way to say anything without the devil stirring up some offense. Lord, I pray that you'd help these people to see if they've been seduced. And God, help them to fall on their faces tonight. It doesn't have to be in front. Wherever they are, they need to fall on their faces and plead with you that you would help their minds to get right. God, help us. And we'll be sure to give you the credit and the glory for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.